Boom. <laughs> All right, people, what's going on, people? How you doing? 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 Welcome, welcome, fam. How you doing? My name is Tim Black. Welcome back to Tim Black's Black Table. You are in the house with us. Thank you, thank you. Everything looks good. All systems appear to be ready, active. We appear to be online. I hope we find you well this morning or this evening. Hope we find you this felt well this evening, this Sunday evening here. Um, and, and we're about to get into business. This is the new show that you tune into. Uh, the only, the only show like this that I know of. It may be somebody else out there. I don't know. I don't know yet. It's black run, black focused. Black, black, biggity, black, black, black mofo. And it's progressive and it's real. And you're going to get some, you know, some hard punches stuff, maybe some jokes, some laughs. Generation X in the house. So all those f familiar callbacks as well. So I'm really glad to have you. I want to shout out all my people on Patreon, all my people on YouTube, all my people on Twitter, threads, TikTok, wherever you are. Glad you could be here. Before we go any further, folks, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce a person who possesses a trifecta of exceptional qualities rarely found in one individual. A beacon of grace, a paragon of intelligence, and a testament of beauty inside and out. Ladies and gentlemen, my better half, the one and only Mrs. Black. Give it up for y'all. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to Tim Black's The Black Table. This is episode number 17. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. If you haven't done so, please be sure to hit that thumbs up button and share tonight's content. Uh, thank you so much for being here. We are bringing you some great stories this evening. Um, I'd like to first give a shout out to any birthdays that have, that were uh, this weekend, today, or this week. Um, we wish you a beautiful, um, happy birthday. Yeah. Um, and tonight, our um, topics of discussion include uh, Dr. Cornell West's um, appearance on uh, the Anderson Cooper Show. Um, Florida Board of Education unveils controversial black history curriculum for middle school and high school. Uh, Jason Aldean's um, uh, artist who, who sings the uh, song Small Town America, the uh, video and the controversy coming from it. And Dan Snyder's Washington Commander's owner uh, ordered to pay $60 million for assaulting a former Washington cheerleader and defrauding other teams. I should say former owner, Dan uh -huh. Snyder. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yes, 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 y'all. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up, people. Thank you, Mrs. Black, for that uh, inspiring rundown of what they can expect tonight. So, yeah, man, we're here. We're here to get this done. Um, yeah, I, I know we, we made some adjustments about where we're going to go first here. We're going to go first with Florida. So um, I'm trying to think how we typically would, would start this off, folks. Um, get your books out. Take your notes. Because I remember there were some people that were telling me that Ron DeSantis, oh, he wasn't so bad. Oh, Tim, you need to get yourself another look at this guy. He's uh, he's conservative, yeah, but he's he got the right ideas. He's the one that kept the, the kept the stories open during the uh, you know during the, the kung flu. Yeah, you need to go take another look at this guy. Oh, Tim, come on, Tim Black, what's wrong? You're so sensitive. You're so sensitive. You're so over. Oversensitive. You're, so, you're viewing your victim mentality here. 
That's what it is, this victimhood mentality. Ron DeSantis is good for America, 10 black people wrong. So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the latest iteration of Ron DeSantis telling black people, I don't care about you black people. I mean, I don't know how you can make this any clearer. I mean, it's, it's at this point, Stevie's like, damn. I mean, come on, man. I'm seeing too much of this. I mean, it's very obvious. Florida's Board of Education unveils a controversial black history curriculum. Yeah, folks, this is this is horrific stuff, okay? What, what we have here. So the Florida Board came up with guidelines for their teachers to follow. This is right on the tail of the Woke Act. And we know what that was. That's basically a shutting down of black history teachings in the Florida curriculum. And now, with taking things a step further, see, this gave them an opportunity to say, okay, we got new guidelines, we got new laws, so we need to restructure the curricula, so let's go on to the back and come up with the worst thing imaginable. If things weren't bad enough for Florida students, things weren't bad enough for black Florida students, in fact, folks, I'm going to reframe this. Things are not bad enough for Florida, Floridians, because when you take away black history, when you deny a person the ability to know what the hell is going on, you deny them everything. And that's not just privately privileged to or to any one particular color or group of people. All people deserve to know the truth about America. All should know the truth of America. So it's going down. We'll get into more specifics about it. But just know, folks, this don't look good. We got Kamala Harris going to Florida. And she went to give DeSantis a good talking to. A good talking to. I saw that some people covered this. Some people covered Kamala Harris going down to Florida to talk to Ron DeSantis and get on the stump and point out the, the gross inequities, inequalities, the inadequacies of the new curriculum. And they said, wow, we got Kamala coming down. And she's getting she's doing. And they need to keep it real. Kamala Harris is not a good steward of this message because Kamala Harris is not a good steward of anything, really. I just, I just don't get it, folks. Folks, I'm talking to my black woman out there. Kamala Harris does not represent you. This woman went down to Florida to give DeSantis a, a, bit of, a piece of her mind, a good talker to, and in her speech, she didn't even say his name. I guess she doesn't want to elevate him, but look, Kamala, he's, I'm sorry, VP, Vice President, he's already the governor. Saying his name will not elevate him. He's already elevated. And also, he's running for the nomination in the Republican Party. You not saying his name, not calling him out by name, not running his name in the dirt, does not save Biden work to do. Where do we get these people? How are you going to go at a guy and not say the guy's name? So first of all, it's passive-aggressive, and it's milk toast. It's banal. It's lazy. It's ineffective. Get that guy out of business. Now, I'm not saying be like me. I'm not saying do me. Don't do me. Only I can do me. You don't, you don't want to go down there and do it. But I'm saying, get this guy. Get a guy to work. Give him the work. 
We need a smack battle rap style thing going on here. Get this work. So anyway. In one benchmark, middle schoolers would learn that enslaved Americans develop skills. Guys, develop skills. They would later help them in life. The Florida Board of Education approved the revised Black History curriculum to satisfy legislation resigned by Governor Ron DeSantis. So, Governor Ron DeSantis, this is a reaction to the new legislation law. So now we need to change how we do things to fit into the criteria of the new law. And these women's of the what is it? The women's of the what is what are those white women in history? Daughters of the American Revolution. These daughters of the American Revolution? That's it. Give it up for her. This board, this board looked more like the daughters of the, regular, the American Revolution than anything I've seen lately. It gave them an opportunity to go and gut the curricula and make it very, a very watered-down version of history. Oh, man, they are so happy. They look so giddy. And this was all done because of Ron DeSantis. So, though he in a press conference says, hey, hey, look, I didn't come up with the curricula. These guys did. But if I had to guess why they did it this way, yeah, you know exactly why they did it this way. They got their marching orders from you, from the law that you signed. So, back to this. Uh... Ron DeSantis says he had to do it. He had to do it. He had no choice to do it. He was forced to do it because you are indoctrinating white kids. Or I don't know if he said, well, he didn't say white. He said liberal indoctrination. Yeah, history, accurate history is liberal indoctrination. The new standards include instruction that enslaved people benefited from skills that they learned. You hear that, black folks? Your ancestors benefited from being slaves because they learned how to do things like lay still when being penetrated. No, man, see, we're not going, we're not going to pretend. We're not going to talk. We're not going to pretend. And that was for the guys. We're not going to pretend here. Why are you tuning into this show if you got a weak stomach? Don't tune into the show if you got a weak stomach. Because I'm not that guy with the ascots, now the dashikis. And I'm not that guy or that girl who talks like she just fell out of a dictionary cloud. Or that guy over there, whatever he's on, that blows any way the wind blows with a pole up his ass. This is the Tim Black Black table. So let's go back to all the great things black people learned while being enslaved. How to be whipped. Ooh, that's useful. Wow, can't wait to put that on my resume. Oh, that's right. I'm not allowed to read. Let's see. How to be abandoned by parents because they were forcibly removed from your lives. These are the great things that Ron DeSantis and his board of Nazis said we were so happy to be able to learn and took us and propelled us later on in life. What was the exact words Ron DeSantis used? We parlayed 
these skills later in life. I mean, the ones that were alive. Because, you know, the, the what is it, eight generations or so of blacks, whatever it was. You know, the ones, not the first group that came in, what was it, 1619? Not them, because they were already, they were born and died slaves or were captured slaves and had kids and were forced, they didn't have kids because slaves didn't have kids. They had a litter because they weren't considered kids. I mean, come on, guys. Are we going to talk or are we not going to talk? I just want to know. Y'all want to talk? I just want to talk. I mean, I, mean, I want to keep it real. I mean, if that's okay with you. Because what I'm sensing is we got a lot of people that want to kiss ass. Since you want to kiss ass, pretend to be a conservative, you want to be a Republican, because you say that's where the money is, all these people are just coming out defending Vivek Ramaswamy. All these black people that are coming out defending Vivek Ramaswamy, all of these black Trumpers, this is your party. This is your party. Defend it. Defend it. Defend it. Don't cower up now. <sighs> Let's talk about some of the other skills that we developed. That we were able to, it was like an apprenticeship program for women who wanted to learn how to be operated on against their will without anesthesia. As guinea pigs, the most gruesome, horrific, inhumane medical testing that would make the Nazis go like, wow, you did that shit? Was done on black women so they could find out better ways to help white women. But they didn't want to try it on white women. They tried on black women. They can't feel anything. They're not even human. That's a great skill to have. Medical experimentation. It's always a great skill to have. That will get you well. I don't know many job openings with it, but it's a great requisite. It's a good requisite. It's a good conversation starter with your future, empl future employer. And just the audacity to even bring this up. Like, folks, what kind of world are we living in in a world where people would defend this shit? Not only come up with it. Not only come up with it, but people that would defend it. There are people defending it right now. Hope none of you are defending it. So, people, black American descendants, descendants of slaves benefited from being enslaved because now they have stuff that they can do. They learned valuable skills like running for your lives from dogs, hounds, how to hang about the neck until dead. That's not a good skill because you're dead. You can't use that one. Damn. That's a great skill. This is what they're teaching kids. Oh, this is what they want to teach kids. This is what they plan to teach kids. And there's no way to stop them unless I guess we, I don't know. Well. The government overreach on parental rights has already been overwhelming in Florida has uh, shifted to the rights under Ron DeSantis. 
his leadership as governor, he signed legislation on a number of educational issues, such as banning drag shows at schools. How many fucking... How many drags, drag shows? Folks, when are, when, are, when are my conservative dum-dums and my liberal dum-dums? There's a lot of dum-dums. There's dum-dums all across the spectrum. The socialist dum-dums and liberal dum-dums, progressive dum-dums. There are all types, types of dum-dums. But right now, I'm talking about conservative dum-dums. Folks, how many drag shows really can they be? You don't see when someone's playing you by latching on to a, a wedge issue that's like, minuscule and actual damage like it's like something so real it's like hey man we're gonna ban uh purple jumpsuits on tuesdays in months that end with the letter h yeah let's do that i'm just saying it's so rare who gives a shit and then you vote for a guy based on him making you hate people to wear the purple jumpsuits and some Wednesday, whatever day I said, I made it up. But I'm saying, you don't realize that with this drag queen shit? So anyway, he did that. He also said, we got new requirements for transgender juice in the bathroom. Woo! In 2022, he signed what he called the Stop Woke Act, which limits how race can be taught in school, in which the governor used to attract or attack critical race theory, a subject he has described as crap. There you go. That's a, that's a great way for a very educated governor to talk. It's just crap. The law essentially says students can't be made to feel guilty about their race because of injustices of the past. You know, this whole thing where it's it's against the law, basically, in Florida for people to feel bad. I feel bad all the time. All the time. Every time I think about Jim Clyburn stealing the election, throwing the election, I think about Obama making phone calls at 11 o'clock at night to, to push Biden's punk ass through the doors of acceptability and to set up a, 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 a tribunal to get his punk ass through the, through the primary, which he should have never, ever been involved in. But wow, it must be great to be of a class of people, of a race of people in Florida where... They would go to far enough, so far lengths to make sure you don't feel bad. They would rewrite history for you so that you could not know shit and you could walk around stupid. All because they want to protect your image of great grandma. Not what you did, but great grandma, what she did. But things other people have done in other, people, other parts of the world, fine to know. It's fine to know what other people did. It's fine to know what the Nazis did. In fact, you better never forget it. <sighs> you know, they're, they're challenging DeSantis' law in court, this whole thing. But the most controversial of the language of this new thing, and, and, and the new, it's, I downloaded this, a 216 page document 
Okay, it's at the 2020, it's Florida's Board of Education Standards for 2023. And when you look at it, it has chapters for every group of studies. So it's a topic for math and for for uh, for science and for all forms of, a, of curricula, all subject matters. And black history has its own under social studies, under social studies. So um, you can go download it. And one of, the, one of the parts that's the most egregious, it's a couple parts. I've already told you about it, but let me go in order here. The Florida State Board of Elections, new standards include controversial language about how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied to their personal benefit. Other language that has been drawn the ire of some educators and educational advo advocates include teaching how black people were also perpetrators of violence during race massacres. Oh, you mean try not to die? Yeah. You know, do you know the there's a longstanding, um, in history, there's a number of events that occurred in Florida, mass killings of black people that occurred in Florida that he doesn't want you to know about. So instead of you finding out about them in the totality of what, for instance, 30 black people were killed in Okiki, Okiki, Florida, I think it's called. Because they wanted to vote. Like one black guy wanted to try to vote. And that set off a lynching spree of killing all the black people and who they couldn't kill ran out of town. There were no black people left in this town. Because a black man in 1920 tried to vote. But Tim, well, people, he ain't had the right to vote, but you could not vote. Dumb, dumb. Get these people all the time. What are you talking about, Tim? Which means you couldn't vote till like 1970, really. It killed more folks for trying to vote. Wow, man. Hope that vote was worth it. I wonder who it was for. Was it for a piece of garbage like Joe Biden, was it? You don't vote for me, you ain't black. So for anybody who's interested in looking at this for themselves who may not believe your brother Tim Black or just wants to dig further into the weeds of this issue, there's a, there is a specific section in the guidelines. Section 6.8, African American History Strand. Uh, subsection 68.8811, Understanding the Causes and Courses and Consequences of the Slave Trade in the Colonies. Examining the various duties and trades performed by slaves. You know, the NAACP, the NAACP a couple months ago issued a travels advisory for black America. It said, don't go to Florida. Now, I've had my disagreements with NAACP. Typically, I'm like, hey, guys, you don't go far enough. Go farther, be, be harder, be more hardline. Be more serious. Be like the Anti-Defamation League. You even say Jew, they get mad. Can't even say Jewish? You better say Jewish, mofo. I can't even get white people to stop calling us niggas. Why can't I use the word? To black, you're stuck. Someone actually said to me last week, last week, 
a liberal. Tim, you're still fighting wars we've already run, won. Just let it go. We need to focus on class. Really? Gerald. Is that true? Did you talk to Ron? In his Women's of the Confederate Revolution or whatever, American Revolutionary Confederate with these B-looking motherfuckers? Did you talk? I'm sorry. Did you talk to them? Or is that just how you feel inside your, 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 your dungeon when you play Roblox? Inspect the monkey um, listening to Cardi B albums, watching Megan Thee Stallion. Who the fuck let you in my room? You know, seriously. Seriously. I want to know. Who told you the revolution was over? Who told you it started? And how dare you tell a black man with kids and a wife when it's okay to stop fighting just because you don't want to fight, punk? Huh? You coward. This is what I deal with. This is what I put up with. This is what I, this is what I get. You need to calm down, Tim Black. Things are so, we need to focus on getting that Medicare for all. You need to focus on getting the hell off my porch. Do that. I'm, 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 I'm giving you a good advice now. Get you and your blue hair, your flannel shirt, and 100 degree weather off my damn porch. One of us ain't going to make it. And I'm going to be fine, so... So back to NAACP with their travel advisory. Typically, I would not feel that they're doing a good job. I'm like, man, what did you guys go, go hard? Go hard in the paint for something, for a change. But this time they were right. This time they were right. No black person should ever go to Florida unless you're incarcerated and have no choice. And if you, and I'm going to see once again, once again, I disagree with them. I don't think they went far enough with this. I would go so far to say no black American who has children that, are here, that they intend to, that will attend the public schools in Florida, no black Americans should send their children to those schools. And if they do, they should be charged with neglect. Because you unknowingly send your children to a school system that you know that will neglect to teach them the who, what, when, where, why, and how of American history. You're signing up for it. Now, I'm not talking about the people that are already there and don't have the means to get away. I had somebody write me about this, like, Tim, man, what are you talking about? We, what is NAACP talking about? We got, I got family in Florida. What you mean don't go to Florida? I mean, black people got to go to Florida. You sound like Pierre. Black people got to go to Florida, man. Black people, they got to travel to Florida, and they got to do what they got to do, man. Come on, man. I'm light-skinned. I got to do what I got to do. I get you. That's different. Don't stay tonight. It's a sundown state. But if you willfully put your child, you know what? And I'm going to go a step further on my own self. And I'm going to say, in this instance, you're right. No person, black, white, Native American, Asian, Latinos that consider themselves actually something other than white, 
should go and put their children in the Florida public school system because you are depriving your children of a proper education. But see, I specifically, I, I, uh, I'm doing over there, Mrs. Black, I'm okay? You're doing good, yeah. I specifically focus on the black issue because it's one thing. See, we would never, we may never, I may never be able to penetrate the thickness of this of the uh, dead weight between the ears of some people, particularly white folks, who are dead set on this idea that black people that talk about race are race peddlers. I may never be able to penetrate the granite. What's that hard substance? The, 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 it's not the steel, it's beyond steel. It's that stuff that the Terminator was made out of. Plutonium or some sh I don't know. I may never be able to penetrate that to get through to you. But you know what? I have to live with that. I will try, but titanium, that's it. I may never be able to penetrate the titanium between the ears of white Americans who believe that any conversation about race is race peddling or race hustling or something akin to something that Al Sharpton did. Al Sharpton wasn't always wrong either. He's not always wrong. He's more right than Ron DeSantis is, particularly on the issues of race. So get off his ass. Yeah, I know he was an informant or something. I got nothing to do with it. You think Ron is. But see, I'm more concerned with black kids. Because see, it's one thing for other people, white people, not to not to believe that all the discrimination and all the all of the trappings of being black in America. All the residual damage of that, the tax of being an African-American and black American. It's one thing for them not to understand it, but it's another thing for you not to understand it. Because you got to live with it. You got to try to maneuver through this torture chamber. You got to maneuver, maneuver through it. So you need to understand it. And so, so, so for you not to think, hey, what's wrong with me? Why am I not succeeding? Why am I not achieving? Without even crossing your mind, your black mind, that you are black in America, that that person may not just, that person may have had a bad experience with a black person in their figment of their imagination at one point. That white person may have woke up and saw colors and got pissed. 30 years ago, they saw colors. They said, yeah, those blacks. Just like that iced tea fella. That was all it took. Now that person's a general manager at a company that you want to work at. And you come through the door and everyone pretty knows, pretty much knows. No ends. So you need to be aware of that. You don't need to walk around with rose-colored glasses of what's going on. I'm not saying don't try, but Jesus Christ, know that you got people that were put in a curricula that says they don't want to know nothing about you, man. They don't want to know what you people been through. They want to say, oh, you guys are basically apprentices. You were working in a, you, you, slavery was like a trade school for blacks. They want you to believe that slavery wasn't a barbaric enterprise where black men and women were raped, tortured, killed, maimed, sold, broken like beasts. We ought to believe some good came out of it. 
they want us to believe some good came out of it. Like, you know, because the last ones that were still alive were able to make uh, horseshoes. No business loans, no home loans, no land. Black holes, don't stand there. You don't have a job? Well, I can't find a job. That's jail. According to the 13th Amendment, you are now back enslaved. Property estate. Now we rent you out to the same plantations you worked on. Blackie? Come on, man. You got to know how this works. Go to church. Pray for heaven. So, folks, that's all I got on this topic. It's a, it's a growing, moving thing. It's, a, it's alive. This thing is alive, folks. Ron DeSantis, his Board of Education, have decided, they have so decreed that Florida folks will be as ignorant as they want them to be and as racist as they want them to be under the guise of protecting white people from the truth. Can you imagine fighting to have the victims who were killed in mass listed as perpetrators like it was a fight? They dropped bombs on a black town, dragged out women, men, women, and children and shot them point blank, buried them in mass graves. And the ones that fought back as they were running trying to save their kid folk, you want to put in the history book, well, it was violence on both sides. They didn't all just die and try to fight, so that's violence. So don't feel bad about it, white person, because they fought too. It was takes two to, God, it takes two to be slaughtered. Slaughtered. When no tangoing. So anyway, uh, I'm off that. Uh, Mrs. Black, uh, I know I went for a long time there. You got any thoughts about that uh, stuff there? Yeah, I, I just, all of this is in the fact that someone who um, has the power of a governor uh, who can sign laws that erases history from the from books. Um, I find I see him as a coward. I see him as this person who has certain internal beliefs um, and also to appease um, white people in that state who don't want their children to feel a certain way about what actually occurred in this country. He's lying to the people and, and any curriculum that focuses on lying. I, I, I can't, I can't understand how this can happen. Um, on the legal side of this, you know, I'm wondering if any lawsuits uh, can come out of this. I believe this would be a legitimate case to go to the Supreme Court. Um, I find it infuriating that this governor believes Africans were kidnapped, stolen from their country, from their culture, from their families, 
and brought to this country so that we could learn a trade or, or learn all the, the, the benefits that being enslaved taught us. It, it makes no sense. And something needs to be done legally. This, to me, I mean, we're in the 21st century. This is modern times. And something this ridiculous is happening in what's supposed to be the greatest country in the world. And as, uh, as Tim mentioned earlier, other people who have lived through atrocities, such as the Jewish community, through the Holocaust, we here never forget. We here never forget even for 9-11. Our history in this country cannot be forgotten either. I don't understand why when it comes to black people in this country that when our stories need to be told and our culture needs to be shared so that there will not be a repeat of what happened, we're told to forget about it. When, you, when we talk about our issues, our past, it's being divisive. Um, it's wrong. It's wrong. I'm not an attorney. I'm not in the legal field at all. But I am hoping that there are lawsuits that um, can come to play um, to our highest court in this country for uh, a debate. It should even be a debate. But this, this, this shouldn't be happening. I am appalled. And it, to me, it's just unbelievable that this mediocre person in this powerful position in this state can call for this to happen. Um, and it would be interesting, too, to see how other people truly feel, feel about what he's doing. I'm, I'm sure the entire state of white people who uh, have children who go to who attend public schools in Florida do not feel this way. So I'm I'm just hoping that something else can an, another step can be made um, to look at what is happening in Florida uh, because it can't end like this. It honestly cannot end like this. Wow. Those are my thoughts. Wow. Well said, Mrs. Black. Well said, Mrs. Black. Um, and I'll, wow. And I definitely appreciate you ending it the way you did because one of the things this show tries to do is remind people that it's not everybody. And that's not so that we can kumbaya. That's just reality. Just reality of the situation. So there is a possibility of us turning this around because it's going to require us working with others, other groups, in order to get that done. I don't think Florida has enough black power to change this on their own. But working with allies, I know that's a, a word that people don't like using often. In certain, in certain sections, it's not everybody, man. It's just I get pushed back from some people who who are very critical of that, you know, because some of them, rightly so, some of them feel that that's a term is given out too freely. And I agree with that. But there are people that want accurate history. There's, you don't have to be a saint to want accurate history taught in your schools. And there are people that would feel that this is an abomination. Also, I want to point out, Mrs. Black, that um, I know people were telling me, ah, 
Tim, uh, that DeSantis is more dangerous than Trump. And you know what? They were right. Yeah, how do you like that? DeSantis is more dangerous than Trump. You don't think so? Look at this. Look at this. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember Trump. Uh, this? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Rod DeSantis is, is uh, I think he set the bar. He's, he, he's, he's the ring bearer for the most hateful love of, of Republicans right now it, that, that are mainstream. I know we got other ones like that guy that keeps getting thrown out all the time. I forget who he is. Like a congressman or something. I know we got some Southern conservative, but they, they're not going, they're not in the pot. They're not going anywhere. They get elected because they're, you know, they, they get the majority vote in a red state and radicals that they've incited. But I don't know, guys, put in, comics, uh, in the comment section for me, guys. I want to know what you think. Do you think that Ronda Sanders, as much as they want to fear among us about Trump, I think Ron DeSantis is the real threat. I mean, Trump at least had a black friend or two. Ron DeSantis is a guy. He ain't never, he ain't never like, he's the guy who, who purposely decided, hey, I don't want to, hey, I don't need to, who's, who's that black person was over here? That's Ron DeSantis. Hey, what, what? Who invited the, the, the dark me? What's, what's this? That's the way how he strikes me. That's how he strikes me. So let me know what you think. I think that he is more, uh, more dangerous than Donald Trump is a black guy. I, I know. Is that, does that sound crazy? That's just, I'm looking at this like, wow. I agree. Um, what? Just the thought of... Um, you do? Oh, that DeSantis is more dangerous yeah. than Trump. Yes. Okay, wow. That's saying just something because black, you're not black people, you know? You know, no diss to you, but you know, black folks are, you know, they've been like, Trump has been the Antichrist for so long. It's like, for, for, for people to actually imagine someone else occupying that space is kind of... But for him, for DeSantis to put um, into law, I mean, he's actually, he is, he is t walking a talk. You know, he is saying... This is this is what we're doing, mm -hmm. um, regardless of you know what you feel about it or or not. You know this is what we're doing, um, and I don't. There isn't legis. There isn't anything that I can recall of Trump proposing. You know, Congress put into law to. You know anything that would that's detrimental. Is this, this exactly? Is this? I mean, this is his board of education. Yes, on his state level. Just imagine it being like, um, imagine it being Biden, handing, you know, he's got a Department of Education. Imagine it on a uh, federal level. Some similar, I don't know how you could do that, but on some similar level, uh, something so sweeping. Hey, this is, this is, folks, hey, look, we're open to be, I'm open to being, the show is open to being corrected on this. Make your case. Because I've been hearing a lot of Republicans. No, not Republicans. I've been hearing a lot of Democrats over the last, I don't know, 16 months, 12 months, where the Sanders kind of caught fire. And it was like, it was seeming like they were like willing to turn all the guns on Trump and let DeSantis live. That's not, that's not, I, am I the only one that kind of sensed that sort of attitude in the, like, you know, in the political space? Let me know what you think about that.
Wow. That's what I saw, Mrs. Black, but I, you know, I'm open to being corrected on that. That's just been my experience. Mm-hmm. Very few anti-DeSantis pushback. I mean, mainly because most of the stuff he did was against black people. So we already know most of the progressive, like, liberal-type media that's in that type of... That kind of feeds off of um, right-wing um, audience bleed, so to speak, Um they they don't want to they don't want to ruin their opportunities with that audience. Frankly, and then some of the big names, you know them. I have yet to see some of these big names. And look, I don't look at everybody. So, and, and to my to my black viewers, which is most of my viewers now, that took a lot of work. Um, you might not even know what I'm talking about. But where I was like cutting my teeth in politics. With these folks, that's when I realized that, you know, that some of the policies are great. Like, everyone needs health care. Everyone should be able to go to I feel like everyone should be able to go to trade school or, or go to two-year college or local college free. I feel that. That would be good for everyone. I believe that's something. But there are other things that they weren't willing to do. So, anyway, um, I just got there. I just saw a lot less pushback on DeSantis and a lot more pushback on Trump. And Trump was, you know, this villain, this vaude, you know, this this X-Men, anti-X-Men killer or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And everybody was so focused on this guy. And I'm not saying he's good, but I'm saying DeSantis is, he's a demon. That's what I'm saying. And why aren't you guys riled up about him? And I think one of the reasons why they're not so riled up about him is because they don't want to piss off their audiences. And he was usually going after black folks in the gays. So they really care, but they wouldn't mess it up for black folks in the gays. They don't have much of a black audience anyway. They're not working class black audience. Come on, man. A couple here and there. I know. Don't get mad. A couple of y'all go watch that shit. But for the most part, no. Okay? No. So they didn't want to risk it, calling out DeSantis and calling out others. And that's why they get behind Tulsi Gabbard. And anyway, I'm a, uh, Mrs. Black, what's the next topic? Where, <laughs> where should we go? I'm sorry. I believe we're going to uh, talk about uh, Dr. Cornell West's appearance on Anderson Cooper's That sounds great. Show. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, thank you, Mrs. Black, for putting me back on track there. I can feel her eyes like piercing like uh, the side of my head like Tim Black. Uh, going too long with this. <laughs> but that's good. That's the that's the purpose, guys. That's the purpose of uh that's the one of the benefits of having someone with you. Dr. Cornell West went on the Anderson Cooper show. He went a lot of places. And um I was gonna focus on the Anderson Cooper episode, but it's kind of getting stale now. I got links to it. Well, I did a video with that already, with the actual breakdown of that, also with him being on Sean Hannity. So I kind of covered that already, but what I wanted to kind of get to is this idea that Dr. West um, and it's not an idea. It's more than an idea. It's, uh, the reality is that Dr. West is down the crosshairs. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but don't forget that um, you also did an article Oh shit. on that as well on the Medium. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I'm, um, I'm on Medium. I got an article that I wrote about Dr. West, um, about do- why Dr. West, making the case for why Dr. West is best for black America. And it wasn't a comprehensive thing, but I just wanted people to know. I said, I want I want black America to know that Dr. West is the best option. So um 
I truly believe that Dr. West is the best option for black America. And people say, Tim Black, why is it black America? Why isn't that the world? Dog, you talk to the world your way you want to talk to them. I'm going to talk to black people the way I talk to black people. And black people have been tired of the Democratic Party not doing things specifically for black people. That's been the problem. People like you think we're part of the world. We ain't part of the world. We're black. We've been treated differently in this country than every other group in this country. But when it comes to things we need, you go, hey, but everybody needs it. No, we need this. We need this. We were denied, specifically denied, but you don't want us to be specifically spoken to. You don't want specific remedies for us. You say that we get specific remedies, we're wrong. So we could be filtered out and selectively persecuted. We could be selectively discriminated against, but we can't be selectively uplifted. A commentator who is obviously a black man with credibilities, interview presidential candidates and Congress people, even a couple sitting Congress people, Ro Khanna and Miss was not Booker, um, Cory Bush, sitting senators. That's nice. Uh, I can't even talk to my people without you getting your panties all up your crack. Is that where we at? So that's what the article is about. But see, it's back to the larger point. So that's the thing. See, Dr. Cornell West, he can cut right into that Joe Biden bullshit. I'm gonna see you got me rushing, Mrs. Black got me rushing. Slow down. Slow down. Dr. West, he's in the crosshairs of the Democratic Party for the reasons I just said. This is a pro-West channel. So this is what it is. I'm very open about that. I've been a fan of Dr. West before I knew who Dr. West in person, before I met him, before I interviewed him four years ago when I first interviewed him. Before that, I was a, 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 a fan of Dr. West back when I was in high school or coming out of high school when he I wrote the book Race Matters, when I read the book Race Matters. So that's how long. So, yeah, so that's the that's where, but it's not because I think he's cool and I love his music selection, though I do. It's because what he stands for and the issues that he champions are the issues that I also champion that I also agree with. So that's how it is. Um, he believes in policies that I agree with. All week, Democrats on different in different periodicals or different news items, such as Washington Post, Politico, Slate, these types of places, they've been condemning Cornel West as a Putin lover. Yeah, they say he's a Putin lover just because he points out things that America's done, like, I don't know, try to expand NATO, working working with NATO, to be NATO expansion, all this shit. And, and he, he says over and over, hey, Putin should not have invaded Ukraine. It was a legal, illegal invasion. It was an illegal invasion. It was an illegal invasion. It was an illegal invasion. My brothers and sisters, the poor brothers and sisters, the, the suffering people of the Ukraine who are dealing with an illegal invasion over and over and over and over. And still, some asshole will write. Dr. Cornel West is a Putin lover and a Putin apologist. I just said he was a gangster. Dr. Cornel West just said the man was a gangster and that he, someone who does something illegal is what? What's a person who does something illegal? That's called a criminal. He just called him a criminal and a crook. But that means he's a pusher of Putin. Anyway, back to my point. The Democrats, they, they, the Democrats 
avoid dealing with issues concerning poor and working class Americans, particularly black Americans. The Democratic Party is most concerned with Dr. West's appeal to black American men and young people. If you remember how Bernie Sanders has such a following amongst the youth, well, Dr. West is Bernie Sanders with the same type of affection or connection to young people who are particularly more progressive. And add in black men. Because, man, me trying to talk to black men back in 20, it was 2015, 2016, the Bernie, they was like, man, what am I doing talking about this old white, this old Jewish dude? What do you know about it? I got to convince you, first of all, that, that age ain't number to number, and I got to convince you that he's down and he's... And, and, but you don't have those hurdles with Dr. West. He's got a track record of 40 years, 30, in, in the black community talking about black issues and saying it with his chest on the biggest stages and against the biggest, most powerful people in the world. So yes, Dr. West appears to the same demographics as Bernie Sanders, including black men. So yes, the Democratic Party should be very concerned. Not only that, but some black men recall Biden having no problem saying, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Well, guess what, Joe Biden? Dr. Cornel West is black, and we ain't voting for you. We gonna vote for him. And I'm not really, I'm not over this whole idea that that uh, that you that Joe Biden likes lying on the stump, saying what he's going to stand up for, it, then he doesn't stand up for it. Like, like he said he was going to wipe out HBCU student debt for anybody making less than one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Now we know that got struck down in the courts later, but he stopped talking about that shit once he got elected. Like once he got elected, he stopped talking about what he said he was going to do that got him elected. So we got Dr. Cornell West, who's not shy. He will say what's on his mind. And he's saying these things in these interviews across the country. He's been making them, he's been making the political rounds, the, the media rounds, and he's been saying those things on these platforms. And that has now got the Democratic Party very concerned. As they should be. They should be concerned. Joe Biden has spent three or four years not delivering on the issues he supported and wanted him to take on that we would that he's supposed to take on here at first, but he wouldn't even back into him. Now many naysayers are afraid Dr. West will drain Biden of black votes. Unlike the critics of West, I do not believe the Democrats have earned any black votes. If anything, they've given some away on purpose. They've repelled black votes. How can you say that you have if white folks were only, if white folks owned only 2% of the wealth in America, this whole place would be over. I said if white men Gosh, I couldn't even say it. If white men owned only 2% of the wealth in America, if white men only made up 2% of the engineers, or 2% of the, of the male lawyers, or the 2% of the male doctors, only got 1.4% or whatever of venture capital investment from venture capitalists, no matter how great the ideas were, this place be over. Wouldn't be no America. But that can happen to black Americans, and we can have a party that says they fight for us, and y'all can still say we owe them votes. How the hell can you owe somebody votes when you're doing that badly? How the hell can you say that they're on my side when they're doing that badly? How the hell can you form your mouth to say what I need to do or not do in order to support those people that you say have had my back during this situation? I mean, if you're in a relationship, 
with somebody and instead of taking you out for dinner, they kick you in the stomach? If you're in a relationship with somebody and instead of telling you they love you, they tell you they hate you? If you're in a relationship with somebody and someone breaking your house and they jump out the window and they go to the movies while those intruders are having their way with you, I don't think you're in a relationship. I think you're in a relationship with your damn self, a figment of your imagination. Folks, black folks, all my Democrats, all my Democrats, you don't have no party. You're in a party. You, 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 you're in this alone. Start acting like it. Start seeing other people. Date around. <sighs> Consider the Green Party. Dr. Cornell West in the knives of the spineless. So hello, everyone. Tuning in, you know, um, I want to address this, and it's been on my mind. Now we have the space, this independent media landscape. And where you, where you would expect voices, bold voices, voices that speak courageously about issues like Dr. Cornell West, issues like mass incarceration, issues like discrimination across the board. But instead, in some quarters, I figure who embody the term milk toast. You heard it right. They lack the spine to stand tall on crucial matters. Imagine this when you think they break free from the confines of the Democratic Party's shackles, scripted narratives, and they would bravely speak raw, unvarnished truth. Instead, they backpedal. Michael Jackson. They choose silence over honesty. They retreat instead of confrontation. And, oh, when it comes to acknowledging the stark realities about racism and racial discrimination, again, they play deaf and dumb. Huh? Who? Who? <laughs> Instead of confronting the issues head on, they shuffle and sidestep. They masquerade as if everything is fine and dandy. Oh, everything over here fine, boss. Shaking it over here, boss. Shaking it over here, boss. Corduroys. You see them comfortably regurgitating well-worn platitudes instead of delivering potent, meaningful discourse. And you know what I think? I suspect that it's their financial stability that's making them do it. One potato, two potato, three potatoes. They're more concerned about their finances, not the notable task of enlightening the public. Now I realize I may be stepping on some toes here. Stepping in my big black boots. And it may not be entirely my place to critique. We all have our roles and our editorial duties to uphold, but let me tell you, it's downright disheartening to navigate this space and witness such timidity. Ooh. Ooh. Pillsbury bow, soft ass Pillsbury. Ooh. Nooks and crannies. You soft! <sighs> such hesitance from those who share the same title job as me. Yet they lack the integrity. They lack the courage, the moral resolve. That's my piece for today, folks. I'm hoping for some real backbone in the independent media. Independent media that are willing to tackle the tough topics, willing to support Dr. Cornell West instead of throw him under the bus for the milk toast horrible Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden might still win, but then you'll still be milk toast. A sellout. A coward. 
All right, Mrs. Black, what we got next? <laughs> well, I was just thinking about the uh, with Dr. West and the Green Party, and okay. um, just looking up the uh, date of when there was like that of that official political party flip mm. in 1964, mm. and you know, I'm just maybe this may be a time in history where a lot of folks, you know, given good information um, about Dr. West and what his intentions are for this country, for this nation. You know, I am envisioning, you know, it's a dream, I'm guessing, that a lot of black folks would, you know, flip that Democratic ticket and maybe move on over to the Green Party and maybe that Democratic establishment uh, platform out there won't be as cocky to the point where, oh, we don't want to do debates. We already have our, we've already kinged our person here. So I would, I mean, I know it's still early for the political, uh, the presidential um, uh, campaigns, but I think now is like the best time to just go ahead and get out there and talk about who we have running versus who we've got. (laughs) You know, I think, you know, everyone, I I would like to believe that everyone in this nation knows who Dr. West is, but do they understand his viewpoints, his perspectives Mm. and what he envisions for this country and how, how that can benefit their families, their lives, their communities. Right. So I would just love to be able to hop on that, like, this year, right now, yeah. and get that into play. Um, so we've got some more work to do. Yeah, um, we do. We yeah. Do. And, and um, damn, that sounds that sounds hopeful. Yeah, that's, that's that's somewhere to go. That's something to get involved in. That's something to to get behind and believe in. I tell you that. That's that, that beats um, you know, being depressed and down and going oh well, what is me? What was me? What can we do? Guess we gotta go vote for Joe, or just stay home. <laughs> Guess we gotta just, just stay, stay home. home. I get that too. Don't, don't get me don't get it wrong. Like I understand both uh, the the lack of you know any type of urgency in supporting Joe Biden, and also the lack of you know the apathy. I should say. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I mean, I remember, and this this is real quick. Just watching. Sure. Um, the uh, Finding Nemo movie with the kids. And there's a point in the movie where I believe Dory gets caught in a net because there there's fishermen above and they're pulling up all these fish. They've cast this huge net and all of these fish are being brought up. And Dory and uh, little Nemo in the net and they're like, push down, everybody push down. And everybody, all the fish in the net use all their strength to <laughs> Pushed the net down and the net eventually broke. What? So <laughs> I'm hoping we're all in this together, you know, in mm. that um, analogy, and we're bringing that net down and we're breaking the system of things and, uh, onto something new, onto something new and onto doable something. for this country. So <laughs> it needs, it's got to happen, man. It's got to happen. This right. I love. <laughs> I love it. I love the the, the analogy, and uh, we need that. Hey, man. It's got to change sometime, right? Maybe it can change under Joe Biden. Maybe Joe Biden can be an instrument of change. The change, when people realize, black people wake up and say, you know what, this ain't going to work. This ain't working. I don't like this. This ain't, this ain't going to do it for us. You know? And 
we make an actual move to do something different. Right. We have that opportunity. You know, right I'm not saying go join the party of Ron DeSantis. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, hey, Green Party looks viable. I'm not even saying that, man. I'm saying Dr. Cornell West looks like an option. He is the option for me. You got to make your own mind up, and it's very early to do so. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm reporting this. I'm reporting the news as it is. Joe is horrible. Joe is horrible, man. So what else we get? Do it? Should we okay, do anything Okay, well, else? Um, the singer. The singer. Did you want to? Oh, okay, that Jason guy. Yeah, Aldean. you know, I forgot I even added him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Jason Aldean. Okay, I did a video on Jason Aldean. I wanted to throw him in there because um, small town America. I just want people to know that um, capitalism is a mofo. <laughs> people got to make money. I get that, you know. Um, it's just sad that so many conservatives are happy with this. It's and this is the this is the biggest problem I have with with Republican Party. Is they're happy with this bull BS. So they'll say, so like, Democrats are happy with, most of Democrats are happy with this BLM, mascara, whatever, you know, makeup, whatever. They're happy with that, looking like we care about black people. Meanwhile, our jobs stay flat, twice the rate of unemployment, less to pay. Um, still can't get a damn Airbnb. I mean, I mean, what's like? What are we talking about? Where's the Where's the business loans? You know, Mary 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 Marion Barry gave thirty percent of business contracts to black small businesses. That's why they Mary, Mayflowered his ass. I don't know if you knew that thirty percent, unheard of, right? In Chocolate City, to have thirty percent of the small business. Contracts in the D.C. government be given to black small businesses. That really helped those small businesses. I don't hear no such talk from any, any of these Democrats. So what I'm saying is, yeah, um, but to Democrats, they're not even focused on shit like that. They're, they're more happy with protests and fake needs given by Nancy Pelosi and the, and, and, and the squad or whatever at the at the damn Capitol Hill or whatever. And George Floyd gave his life for all of us and sacrifice. They're more happy with platitudes and Juneteenth dates and, you know, or are we? And I'm talking about the ones that are. You know what I'm saying? So we have that on the Democrat side. People are happy with platitudes and, and performative nonsense that doesn't actually change the material position of black folks. And then we got conservatives who are the same way. They love some, some traditional American values. And they love songs like this Jason Aldean, Small Town. Try that in the small town. And really, it's not BLM that's making your small town effed up. No, it's not. It's not anything that LeBron James said at that time in a press conference. Or <laughs> it's not Kyle Copper and they taking the knee. That's, that's make, what's making your small town jacked up, son. It's the fentanyl. It's the cardiovascular disease that's killing you like earthquakes. It's the uh, self-inflicted gunshot wounds that you give yourselves. The bullet tattoos to the forehead when things ain't going right because the bills are closing in, got the walls closing in, got the wolf at the door. 
No job opportunities. Only opportunity for your kids. Half your kids can't even go to college. Let's say they can throw a football. Then they got to go join the military to go blow up bl- bl- brown and black people in poor places who did nothing to you and come back with PTSD and can barely get treatment. Mm-hmm. That's what's wrong with small town America. It's your sister strung out on that stuff, pumping it in her arm because she got hooked because she was over-medicated by what? You're a small-town doctor that intentionally wrote all those scripts to that opiate shit. See, that's what's wrong with small-town America. It's all the jobs that left under NAFTA, under your boy Bill Clinton, in the bushes as well. So we don't create nothing. There's no real manufacturing being done. It's all the it's all the uh, the all the farmers who were paid not to farm. That's what's wrong with your with your small town, brother. See, but that ain't gonna sell. Jason Aldean ain't gonna go number one on iTunes if we tell if we tell that truth that Tim Black's telling. But he can sleep at night. I think he sleeps just fine. Too fine. And that's the problem. But see, that's the problem with conservatives, America. They love platitudes. They love sweeping rhetoric. They love BS. They love lies. American patriotism, nationalism. We are number one without actually being number one in anything except mass incarceration, dropping bombs, and number of overdoses and and shooting deaths. What are you number one in? Like, so what are, you, what are you cheering at? Yay, we won, we won, we won. What? Lower life expectancy than someone in like, or the same life expectancy of someone in a third world country. We slipped, dog. I mean, if you want a barometer for quality of life, Johnson, Johnson, longevity would be one of those things. And that's for white guys. We're not even talking about black guys. Shit, we don't collect Social Security until 65. Meanwhile, the average life expectancy of a black man is 62. You mean that type of small town? So look, man, I don't have a real problem with the song. They're gaslighting on the song. Yeah, and, 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 and don't get me wrong, Jason ain't the an angel. Man, if you're going to pick a location, no one told you. You from Tennessee. You don't know that's where they lynch people, dog. That place, that courthouse is where they put down the lynching parties couple of them historical come on dog there's signs there's a sign on the ground i saw doc i saw you judge trying to make a case for why he don't know he can't even read well jason Dollar, i don't think that jason even knew you know see that's what's wrong with these liberals they have assigning things that don't make sense and they believe they were saying that it, I think that he didn't know, even know nothing about. Now I think he knew. I think he can read. And if you can read the sign on the courthouse grounds, you know there was slavery. I mean lynchings done there. So anyway, it is what it is. But it's just pathetic that we, you know, this is a condition, the situation that we're in. I don't blame. I, I do. I do blame Jason for for not being a better man. 
could be a better man than this. This is this is pointless. But nah, he's not the Antichrist. And nah, there was no racism in the video that I saw. And all this, you know, they just want to. I'm tired of the liberals and the Democrats trying to wind up black people on every little thing. We got enough to be really round up about, guys. We can be round up about the DeSantis shit. That's real. This guy's song, that's a song, first of all, it's entertainment, it's creativity, it's artist rendition of whatever was in the head. It's none of your business, really. It's under the purview, outside the purview of your real, like, your, you know, your butthurtedness. At least it should be. You know, we got bigger fish to fry than this guy's choice of a backdrop for a video. You know, he's not inciting violence any more than Snoop Dogg was when he had a depiction of Donald Trump being kidnapped or whatever, hit up as president. And I don't remember you doing a segment on The View at the time, Sonny. So I like, look, I'm not trying to like, what about ism? I'm just saying like, I, I mean, I'm not going to be a part of your hypocrisy show. I mean, I'm not in your club and I don't need to be in it. And I'm going to stay over here telling the truth. So it is what it is. Okay. I deserve a clap. <laughs> hey, but thank you. Absolutely. So where we go now, Mrs. Black? Anything left? <laughs> well, our next um, story is about Dan Snyder, <laughs> the former owner of the uh, Washington Commanders, and where we are with that. Yeah, that's sweet. Okay, so um, this is going to be short, guys, but this is for one of my Facebook people that I talked to, man, and uh, we, we're talking about Dan Snyder. So Dan Snyder got ordered to pay $60 million. So um, because... There was an investigation. I guess it was somebody that was brought in to arbitrate it, right? So instead of going to court and being sued for it, like arbitrator looked at the books, they investigated the issues, and determined that hey, you sexually assaulted this cheerleader, this former commander's cheerleader. You sexually assaulted her like in two thousand eight or whatever it was, and you know you owe her money. Pay her. So that's one thing. The other thing is he also like defrauded. Other teams. So I guess there's a certain type of split you get from sales when the team comes in and a certain amount of, I don't know, maybe the door, maybe not the door, but maybe, I don't know, there's some type of arrangement that teams make when they come to your stadium, right? So you're playing at the, so Dan, Dan Snyder owned the Commander Stadium. He owns FedEx Field, whatever they call it now, I don't know. But he used to call it FedEx Field. So... Mm -hmm. There's some type of way they work out who who gets what. And sometimes you get the door, you get the refreshments. If you're at a comedy club, you might get the door. Uh, you may get the, the, the in the meals, and they keep the and they keep the bar, or they get the bar, you get the bar, whatever. So there's a certain type of split. Turns out he wasn't being fair and honest with the paperwork or with the way that he was divvying up the money. So that's it. So so he had to pay $60 million. And one of my commenters on Facebook was like, Tim Black, that ain't nothing for him. He was like, please, take this little bit of money out of my face. Because Dan Snyder is a billionaire, multiple billionaire. And this does nothing for him at all. You and I would just, I would go ballistic if I got $60 million. But Dan Snyder, you could, could spend that playing poker tomorrow. Wouldn't, wouldn't bat an eye. The reason why I wanted to talk about him was not just that. It was also because I happen to have a little bit of experience with Dan Snyder. Check this out. So back in, I don't know, I think it was the late 90s, I was working for a temp organization as a contractor, and uh, 
Mrs. Black remembers it well because my whole family was very excited about this, right? Because my family, you know, from D.C. for the most part, and I'm working at the, you know, they're working at FedEx Field with at the Commanders. At that time, it was not the Commanders; it was something else, the Reds. And we would go there. So I would go there every day at this place, and it's the football field, man. And it's amazing. I couldn't believe I'm working for the Commanders, and I'm going to this place. So I was very excited about it. The paper's pretty good too. I'm doing IT work, um, but. Uh, and it was great to be in that environment to meet different types of people. I mean, I've worked every collar from blue collar to white collar. This is like purple collar. I don't know what collar you call this. I say purple. It's something different. And just the just the way that people behaved and talked, and the, the 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 feeling about the team they had was great. And that's what I loved about it was like the camaraderie of the workers. Like if you came into that stadium and you were wearing like a Dallas Cowboy hat because we had a couple of vendors come through delivering stuff, they'd be like, "No, nah, you can't come in." I, I got sodas. Not today. Not today. Not not with that. Not with that cowboy stuff on. They were serious too. So then you have to leave out because you can't. And he would do that with any team. Don't come in here. Leave your stuff. Nah, nah. You don't come to this door unless you were commander stuff. So, um, besides all that, I'm a, you know I'm upbeat. I'm in my early 20s, mid-20s, I think I was. I'm all excited about this opportunity. And I'll never forget, somebody pulled me to the side and was like, man, why are you so happy? <laughs> it's like, man, you made dog, you were here too long. You must be burnt out, bro. You work at FedEx Field. You work for the Commanders. This is great. It's a great football team. It's a, They're like, man, this job sucks. Like, what? He said, yeah, it sucks, man. He works us like slaves. We don't get any time off, and you're lucky. This is off-season. During the regular season, we don't even get to see our families. Families break up because of this job. You work around the clock, you won't call all the time, and Snyder will send you wherever he wants to send you. And one day he'll send you here, one day you'll report here, the next day he wants you to go down to report at the Ashburn, the, the Ashburn location, which is like mm-hmm. the field camp. And, and if then sometimes he'll say, hey, go out to my, uh, he owns like a, an amusement park called not, well, Six, Flags? Six Flags. He owns Six Flags too. Mm-hmm. And he owns a radio station out in like Arlington. So like he had like five different corporations and he would pimp you out to any of them. That's right. Now I don't even know if that's legal. Because the money from one corporation can't really ain't supposed to bleed over into the the assets and the money and the and the uh, the labor from one corporation is really not supposed to bleed over into other corporations. I'm not a lawyer, Mrs. Black. You said that earlier. Lawsuit. Lawsuit. <laughs> but I just want to go on the record. There have been people that said, "Man, the Reds, uh, uh, the Commanders, a horrible <laughs> organization. They suck." A lot of people said that because it was like racist things were done the way they treated Doug. Doug Williams, who was the first black quarterback to coach a Super Bowl. I mean, to uh, be quarterback of a Super Bowl. Doug Williams. Shout out to Doug Williams. Mm. And the way they treated him. But I know for a fact that the organization sucked on the inside. And the stunk was all the way at the top. And the people that worked there told me. And I didn't end up working there. <laughs> <laughs> but I did work there for about three or four months. But I did not end up becoming a permanent employee because things just didn't work out. That's the bullet. 
Yeah. And sometimes, like they say, sometimes when things don't work out, they work out. Exactly. <laughs> so I just thought I'd throw that in there in the mix of the folks who, who give a damn about that. So, uh, yeah, $60 million ain't a whole lot of money when you got, I think he's worth about 10 bill. So, yeah. It's a lot of money, Mrs. Black. Yeah. Uh, not Mrs. Black. I don't need no money. It's got love. <laughs> I don't need his love. I think that's it, though, man. I think I, I think we covered all the bases. I don't, I don't think I had anything uh, else yeah, on my that's it. tablet. That I think is we, it. Um, think did you want to talk about um, the the new owner? Oh yeah, who's the new owner of the uh, Commanders? Well, a new co-owner. Well, the new owner is a billionaire billionaire named Josh Harris, who oh. uh, resides in Northern Maryland. I believe he's in Montgomery County, um, and a co-owner is our fabulous Mag- Irving Magic Johnson. Give it up! Give it up! <laughs> and that uh, team sold for six billion dollars. Six billion, what five hundred million dollars? Damn. And you know, you know, I think part of the reason why it's so so high is because he owns the stadium. Yeah, that's a lot of property. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that property mm-hmm. comes with it. So, look, dog, that's very lucrative. That's very lucrative yeah. having that stadium. Like they rent it out in the off season to make up for anything. And yeah, you can yeah. Yeah. Go throw some big parties. Tim Black party at the FedEx Field. FedEx Field. <laughs> Wolfpack. Would the Wolfpack show up for a Tim X Tim Tim Black party at the We would fill it up. We would fill it up. <laughs> Place me half, it'd be eight ninety five percent empty. Anybody coming out to see Man, that's the thing, man. We need to grow this show. You're not going to hear this level of honesty and, and, and creativity, the meshing of honesty, creativity, and unbridled passion like like this, like anywhere else. Like You, you don't get this everywhere, John. So come on, man. Come on, man. I put put some stank on it. And it's real, too. I just no filter. Like, bam, here it is. It's, it is what it is. Get all, go, go ahead and get it. Go ahead. Go ahead and get these, get these hands. Get that work. Because we don't got time to play games. We got to keep it real. It is what it is. You want change in America? This is how we're going to get it. We're going to get it lying to people. We're going to get it being nice and saying nice things and worrying about people's feelings and walking on eggshells. Nah, no. Plus, I'm too old for it, man. I ain't going to be here much longer. I ain't got time for you for this. If I'm going to talk, I'm going to say the real. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. I lost a couple of people. Did you know, Mr. Black, I lost a couple of people because I called out AOC? For endorsing Joe Biden. Yeah, I saw the numbers, man. It's so disheartening when a brother says the right thing, says what's true, says, says what stands on truth and honesty and realness, and says, hey, look, AOC, that's some garbage she did. And that's one of the reasons why I don't rock with her, because I don't accept that. And then look at the video after and see 10 people have unfollowed you because. And it's like the analytics is just so spot on on YouTube. It tells you exactly where like why people left and when they left and what what they were watching when they left mm-hmm. and everything. So it's no guesswork. It's no it's always people that think they know stuff. They try to tell you, oh Tim Black, you just assume thing. No, I have data. Do you realize how much tracking Facebook and YouTube, TikTok, all these platforms do on you? Every metric you every can imagine. Met- yeah. man, everything. Like dog. So whenever people do stuff, I can find out why I can find out what people like and what people don't like. I can find out when people stop watching. 
I can find out what kind of device they were using when they were watching. I can find out how long they watched. I can yeah. see when you decide to click off. Mm-hmm. I can see all that stuff. It's like Everything. all that data is just there. They sell the data, but if you are a content creator, you get that data for free about your people. You know what I'm saying? Like I know for a fact who my audience watches. So I know that I've been turning, I'm creating this new audience of great people that understand. Um, I've been sort of handpicking you guys. You guys, you guys are a select group. You guys are a select group. See, I feel like if I hold back, I pull punches, then I'm not, I'm not being real with you and I don't give you an opportunity to make an informed decision about if you want to rock with Tim Black show, the, t- the, the, the black table. So if, I've, if I'm not keeping it real with you, then it's like false advertising. You know, we're going to joke sometime, but I'm going to be honest, also very honest. So any given day, the Democrats or Republicans can get it. That's yeah, how it is, it is man. Yes. And if they're not treating us right, if they're, if they're not doing what's in the best interest of my kids and your kids and our, our moms, our fathers, our, our parents, our neighbors, what good are they? Who are you fighting for? Who Who are you defending? I never understand these people. So, nah, man. Uh-uh. Now, on the other side, if they are doing right by you, that's different. If that's what you feel, go for what you know. I'm just, let me let me educate you. Because anybody walking around going, I'm happy with the Democrats, you are delusional. Anybody walking around going, I'm happy with the Republicans, you are also delusional. Mrs. Black? Amen. Is that it? We're going to go to um, Extra Innings? Extra Innings is up next, yes. I guess so. Look, extra innings is where Mrs. Black and I we talk offline, we save it, we um, pick a topic, and we go in on it. Today's topic will be: Should Carly Russell go to jail? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. What's going to happen with her now? That type of thing. And you know, we've talked about it. And that's the woman, um, as you all know, twenty five years old, went missing, and now suddenly popped up alive. Well. And uh, now people... She got splaining to do. She got some splaining to do. Yes, she does. She got mm-hmm. some splaining to do. So Mrs. Black, she was um, supportive of Carly Russell, um, as, I, as, as, a, as I was as well, until I started looking at things. And then, uh, so, but she, she maintained her faith. So now she's going to have some choice words, I'm pretty sure, about this. So that's going to be what's going to be in our extra innings. Extra innings will be uploaded to YouTube and to Patreon. So if you're a member of the show, that's $5 a month. Only $5, man. Buy, buy Mrs. Black a cup of coffee. I ain't even going to be mad, dog. Buy a cup of coffee once a month. I like it cold with ice. She likes it cold with ice. Very, very sweet and whipped cream. See, there it is. She's <laughs> selling out on the whipped cream with the sweet, sweet. <laughs> I drink mine like, a, like I'm going to war. I mean, Black, no sugar. Um, <laughs> I work with guys at the phone company. That's how they drank theirs, man. That's how we drank out. Um, it was like a, more like a medicine to wake you up, a shot to wake you up more than for flavor. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, but join us. Go to jointimblack.com, become a member of the Tim Black Show for five dollars a month, and then you get access to all our behind the scenes stuff, and you will get extra innings first. Like I eventually will p- promote it on YouTube, put it on YouTube for everyone, but it goes to my. Supporters first. And, and by the way, my Patreon supporters, thank you so much for supporting the show. Same thing, I got a few of you left on Facebook. Thank you so much. And that's it, man. I think we had a good show tonight. Yeah. I, think it was, I think it was dope. I know Mrs. Black put her foot in it, and I appreciate her, as always, doing her thing, doing putting it down for us. Great to be here. And uh, with that, folks, 
I'm Tim Black. That's Mrs. Black. And uh, we'll see you next time here on Tim Black's The Black Table. Peace. Yes, enjoy your week. <laughs> Be safe. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, we will look forward to seeing you next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tim Black's The Black Table. The Black Table.